This week on Monero Talk is sponsored by Cake Wallet. Store, send, receive, and exchange your Monero and Bitcoin safely on iOS and Android too. Cake Wallet is open source and you always control your own keys. And by Stealth EX, an instant exchange where privacy is the top concern. Go to StealthEX.io to instantly exchange between Monero and 450 plus assets without having to create an account or register and with no limits. Making Stealth EX a simple way to purchase Monero with crypto anonymously. Monero Talk is also made possible from contributions by viewers and listeners like you. And supporting us is easier than ever. By typing in MoneroTalk.crypto in your Monero.com or Cake Wallet send address field to send us a tip. All right. Arctic, how's it going? We found a more quiet space. There's a lot of action going on outside. What do you think of MoneroCon so far? Well, I mean, it's very well organized. I'm very pleased with the space. It's a very nice, a very good space um, and a really pleasant overall atmosphere. Yeah, a lot of people here, a lot of action, a lot of interaction. How was your talk? How did, how did it go? Well, it went very well. I mean, I, one of the things I was trying to do in the talk was trying to address some of the misconceptions in um, the Monero community with respect to scaling. Um, and, and I think I've made a lot of progress on that. What are some of those misconceptions? Well, one of them is a lot of people believe it can't be done. And a lot of it comes from the Bitcoin community because the Bitcoin community is saying you can't increase the block size as the reason being that you can't scale it. And in reality, the reason they don't increase the block size in Bitcoin, which I covered in my talk, is because of the fear of the security deficit. So this is the reason they don't increase the block size. But they won't admit that. So they'd rather say we don't increase the block size because we can't scale. Meaning because they don't have telemetry. Correct. That's essentially the problem. Um, with telemission, Monero doesn't worry about it. With Bitcoin, it's a ticking time bomb. And whether it's going to be a decade or 12 years or something, but eventually you're going to have a real problem with uh, the fact that they cannot secure the blockchain with just transaction fees. What are some of the maybe most legitimate concerns with regards to Monero scaling? Well, I mean, you, if you push it too fast too soon, people can't respond. The biggest limitation to scaling in Monero uh, is actually bandwidth, and it's your upload bandwidth. Um, because that you have the least control over. Um, and I think that is what I would consider the legitimate concern. So you look at what is the highest bandwidth that people can get to upload data back to the internet. Uh, typically, a f in, in a lot of places, this is in the one to eight gigabyte rate, uh, gigabit per second range, um, the high end. And that's your limitation. Concerns about things such as, um, well, first of all, CPUs. You can use GPUs to process Monero transactions, to verify Monero transactions, not mine them, but verify them, freeing up the CPU for um, actual mining. So that's another one. And then people are concerned about storage, but again, you can buy more storage, but you can't easily con control your upload bandwidth. And that's the one that I think is the most legitimate concern. So when I design the scaling formulas, I look at the limitations provided by bandwidth. Um, this is kind of more about what I talked to back in um, Monerotopia, Mexico City. But one of the things to bear in mind is 
that if you suddenly increase adoption of Monero, you're also going to increase price. Well, the minute you do that, the people that are running nodes today are suddenly going to have a lot more money of, of, uh, available to buy uh, arrays of SSD drives and so on. And essentially, it makes sense because now you're storing a much more valuable blockchain. So if you make the blockchain a lot more valuable, then you're going to pay more money to store it. And so when do you see us running against those, uh, those limits in terms of uh, upload bandwidth? What, what, what's what's kind of really getting us there faster than anything else well, in terms of growth? Well, I mean, we would have to have quite a bit of growth. In order to reach the limit right now that I've estimated, you need somewhere about 300 transactions per second on an average basis and a peaking at around maybe 6,500, which is kind of close to where Visa is um, in their average. So... But keep in mind, this goes up 50% a year. So if you go- The transaction count. No, 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 the, the bandwidth. Oh, the bandwidth. Oh, you're saying on the other side in terms of- the other side, Yeah. Metcalf's law, essentially. This is, the, this is the point Bitcoin people don't, don't realize, is that if you go back to the um, Genesis block on Bitcoin, one megabyte back then, it's like 350 megabytes today. Nielsen's law. Nielsen's law, yeah, you're going back to Nielsen's law. So what's stopping us for growth is not, in my opinion, uh, at all bandwidth right now. It's more adoption. So we have a lot of way to go in adoption before we're going to hit these bandwidth limits. So it would almost be a good problem to have at that point. Well, to a degree. I mean, the only thing you've got to watch, and we've got to be very careful, is if there's a sudden um, need, we're going to manage it. Because... If you shock the, the, the network and suddenly say, well, you're going to go from half a transaction a second to 50 transactions a second, well, that's going to be very disruptive. So you want to gradually build into it. So you give people a chance to buy their CPUs, their, their hard drives, sorry, SSDs, etc. Yeah, I was speaking to somebody yesterday, and he, w- he was talking about uh, how you often talk about the scenario of the, you know, the, the Christmas Eve surge, right, the Christmas surge, and and needing... Monero needing to be able to dynamically scale for something like that. But he was bringing up the point, I, I'm not sure I, I understand the technicalities, that that could lead Monero open to uh, an attack. So uh, the way that dynamic block size is, is currently architected, that it could lead to allow, essentially allow people to do a, a, a spam attack on, on Monero. Um, it's a lot of mis- misconception about this. Now, one of the things about Monero is that it looks easy to spam because the fees are low, but the minute you try to spam it, suddenly you find you get into a problem. And this is one of the things that people miss about it. Um, so this is kind of the fear element. Now, that being said, this ways to harden Monero, which I went over in my talk, so we can harden it. But the need to, the spam attacks, you can control, you can manage that. That's why we have the long-term median. Um, and that's why we have the, 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 the search capability. And you have a cost to do this. I mean, if you start spamming Monero just on the short term medium, you're looking typically, and I say uh, somewhere in about uh, two, three, four times the, the tail emission, uh, as high as four times the tail emission if you go flat out. Well, that's kind of like, like, like a lot more expensive. Four times more expensive than a 51% attack. 51% attack is actually half the tail emission because you're still getting the emission. Uh, so these type of spam attacks are more expensive than a 51% attack. In fact, if you wanted to do it, you're better off kind of going for 51% and then trying to put the spam attack on top. But you're still paying more 
than you would pay for a 51% attack. So I think it's been overblown. Um, there's some legitimacy to it, don't get me wrong. But I, <clears throat> I'm always a bit concerned. There's a lot of fud around this, and I think a lot of it is coming from Bitcoin. That's kind of how I feel about it, too. And I guess the only way to find out is if we actually have one of these attacks, right? Well, people have tried and stopped. I mean, this is the problem. The point is that it has happened. Um, there was one that was detected by um, Ismuth, and uh, he's one of the people who detected it. And what happened there is that they, they tried to trial, trial it out, and they kind of stopped before they got into the penalty. Why? Because they figured out it was going to cost too much money. So they tried a little test to see what it would be like, and, but it will stop. And I think it will stop because basically they suddenly realized, no, this is just too expensive to do. But it is deceiving. And it says you go in and say, oh, you got this really cheap fee. But the minute you try to do the attack, you suddenly find, uh-oh, we have a problem here. Another great talk, and I'm sure you agree, Luke Parker gave a talk on the, essentially the feasibility of uh, adding full membership proofs into Monero. If that were to happen, how do you see that affecting Monero's scalability? Well, I mean, basically what it is, is and, and, I, and I'm very supportive of what Luke Parker is doing, um, is that you will have a transaction size of roughly, from what I understand, of 10,000 bytes. And that is basically three years of Nielsen's law. So it's going to take three years longer for us to overtake Visa. It's that simple. Technically, implementing the, the formulas to do that is very straightforward. In fact, I've pretty well, all you do essentially is increase what's called a penal, minimum penalty free zone from 300,000 bytes to a million bytes. And that would actually do the job. And then there's a few tweaks on the, on the medians. If they're in the, um, uh, already in the penalty zone that you have to do, but it's not a difficult change at all to, to change the scaling algorithm to support that. Uh, and I think it's very likely it's going to happen. And I'll tell you why, because I can just see, I can kind of feel the way the community wants to go on this. It's doable from a scaling perspective, very doable uh, and well worth it. But do we run into these issues of limitations on, on bandwidth and things like that? Or we certainly run into those issues faster, right? Because transactions will, will be of larger size, right? Well, you would in principle, but I mean, what I'm saying is we're, we're running right now half a transaction per second. Uh, by the time this happens, and this is the thing that people realize, I mean, you're going to implement, let's say there's consensus building around, and I strongly suspect there will be, because I'd be one of the strongest supporters for this thing. So now it takes, you've got to do the, you got to do the coding, you've got to review it, you've got to approve, all that kind of stuff. You may have to do audits on the stuff, so you could easily like a couple of years before it's done. In fact, uh, and quite honestly, um, by the time that happens, Nielsen's Law is caught up with, and then we're back to where we're right now. So it's, I, I say the time it's going to take to do it does basically will, will take care of the scaling quote-unquote problem. Awesome. Um, any other talks that really kind of caught your attention? Uh, Roman Redwicks uh, on the EU uh, uh, MICA. Um, that caught my attention. Do you think he's pretty accurate in that, or is it a little too much doom and gloom? Or how, how do you how do you view his take? I feel for what he's saying, and I and, and I think it's very accurate. I also believe there are alternatives that are going to have to happen, which are going to address the problem, and um, one of which I'm not allowed to talk about. Oh, and now we're curious. We'll save that for a future interview when you are ready to talk about it, perhaps. Yes, that is correct. All right, Arctic, a pleasure always. Thank you so much, man. You're very welcome. Thank you.
was great. Hi, Monero Land. Thank you for joining us on this week's episode. We release new episodes every week. You can find and subscribe to our show on YouTube, Odyssey, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Go to MoneroTalk.live for a full list of places where you can watch and listen. If you want to interact with us, guests, or other podcast listeners, you can follow us on Twitter. Monero Talk is also made possible from contributions by viewers and listeners like you. And supporting us is easier than ever by typing in MoneroTalk.crypto in your Monero.com or CakeWallet send address field to send us a tip. Once again, thank you so much for listening, and we look forward to being back next week.